it comes to producing films that are based on true events, a film will always draw the ire of somebody. Whether it's critics, historians, the public, or people who live to see these events unfold in real time. This sentiment was definitely true upon the premiere of the film called Christine back in 2016 at the Sundance Film Festival. Christine is a biographical film based on the life of news reporter Christine Chubbuck, a story that's already surrounded by sensationalism and insensitivity. So today on the Media Well, we discuss Christine, the true story surrounding the film, and the ethical dilemma behind it. Quick trigger warning for some touchy subjects ahead, but if you're comfortable with proceeding, let's begin. The film was directed by Antonio Campos, who is also known for After School and The Devil All the Time, and the movie was written by Craig Shilowich. So Shilowich became interested in writing a story about Christine Chubbuck after reading about her life through way of some online articles. In preparation for the movie, he was able to interview some of her former colleagues uh, from the newsroom and read some news articles to help with being as true to life as possible, but a lot of the story in this film was imagined. Uh, to understand what the film was predicated on, we need to talk about who Christine Chubbuck was. Christine was born in Ohio in 1944 to Peg and George and had two brothers named Greg and Tim. She received a degree in broadcasting at Boston University in 1965 and ended up bouncing between gigs at WVIZ in Cleveland, WQED in Pittsburgh as an assistant producer, and then in the traffic department at the uh, WTOG in St. Petersburg before landing finally at WXLT-TV in Sarasota, Florida. Christine was initially hired as a reporter, but then she was uh, given the role of hosting a community affairs talk show called Suncoast Digest, which ran at 9 a.m., where she would speak to local people and about local activities. It was like a, it was like a city newspaper kind of thing, you know. And uh, by all accounts, she, uh, she did feel like she was, you know, talking about important things, some human interest stories. But, um, you know, the way the film... And, you know, based on some articles, the way the story is kind of outlined is that she was kind of at odds with how Suncoast Digest was shifting formats. A lot less positivity and human interest stories and a lot more crime and um, affairs like that. So very little was known at the time, but, you know, Christine did, like, struggle with depression uh, when she was growing up. And uh, it was something that she grappled with throughout her 20s and... Uh, so on the morning of July 15th of 1974, the new format would start to take place on Suncoast Digest, where Christine would open the show with a newscast, something that she was not excited to do. And um, one of the stories included a shooting at a restaurant called Beef and Bottle, which was local to Sarasota. Um, the tape would allegedly jam. It was a tape including the shooting coverage, so that would jam. And then Christine would just shrug it off, and uh, she said the following to the camera. In keeping with the WXLT practice of presenting the most immediate and complete reports of local blood and guts news, TV40 presents what is believed to be a television first, in living color, an exclusive coverage of an attempted suicide. 
And then according to eyewitness accounts, she grabbed a revolver from a shopping bag behind the desk, shot herself behind her right ear, her body kind of slung forward, and the broadcast faded rapidly to black, which was followed by a PSA, then a movie. She would be taken to the Sarasota Memorial Hospital, where she would tragically be pronounced dead 14 hours later. So, this would be the first time that someone would take their lives in such an open and public setting. And some called the police upon viewing it. Others called the station to see if it was a staged hoax or something. It was incredibly sad, but also so unheard of. And it stirred this interest in Christine and her story for years to come. Chubbuck's death was chalked up to, quote, she was a 29-year-old girl who wanted to be married and who wasn't, according to the station director Mike Simmons back in uh, 1977. So it was unfortunately looked at very callously and insensitively at the time, and I can only imagine how that felt to her surviving family members. It rested into focus many years later that Christine would have you know, like her struggles with suicidal ideation and depression throughout the years. I mean, she would she would have her right ovary removed a year prior to her death, and she was told that if she didn't conceive within two to three years that she never could, and she attempted to overdose back in 1970. There was a lot of signs that this was a severely troubled person. You know, obviously, with our 2022 eyes, we can... We can see that, but mental health and those kinds of service, uh, those kinds of uh, services, sorry, were not really um, accessible or accessible without fear of stigma back then. So ultimately, there was a real person in the center of all this that really existed, and uh, I guess to place the blame on her, in my opinion, is is pretty irresponsible. But, you know, things regarding this story would be somewhat quiet, aside from a few news publications here and there between 1974 and uh, 2016. 2016, there were two films that would be shown at Sundance Film Festival about Christine Chebek. The second of which was a documentary, and the first was Christine by Antonio Campos. Uh, back to Shilowich, the writer for the film. He wrote the movie because of this, obviously the sensational nature of which she killed herself, but he drew a lot of his own experience struggling with depression while he was at NYU in the wake of 9-11. So he saw a lot of himself in her pre-suicidal ideation and, you know, the struggling. So his intentions, I think, when writing the film were pure. Critics praised Rebecca Hall and her portrayal of Christine, and the movie was seen as an empathetic look at the person who struggled to maintained strength in her career in the 1970s in a overly male-dominated industry like news um, and journalism in general, as well as a look at the psychological torment that led to her eventual death. You know, the movie received accolades and is commended overall. But I guess the point here is that not everything that the film brought to the surface turned out to be positive. Upon both of these films premiering, Christine's only surviving family member that was willing to speak to the media, Greg, her brother, told People magazine that, quote, Nobody wants to know who Christine Chebek was. They want to sensationalize what happened at the end of her life. And he openly refuses to be a part of any documentaries, watch any movies, 
because he felt that Christine was never paid the proper respect. You know, he would explain that her emotional well-being over the years was tested to an unimaginable degree, but she still managed to get her own morning talk show in the 1970s, you know? Like, he thinks that nobody talks enough about her success in life and in her, in her career, but they only want to talk about the nature of her death. Along with dealing with Hollywood creating a product out of her life story, he's also dealt with the unfortunate reality that this was a recorded event, and that tapes exist of the last moments of her life out there somewhere, and that there are communities on the internet that have been feverishly attempting to find it over the years. There have obviously been, you know, fabricated videos online, reenactments passed off as the real tape, things that have been completely dismissed as fake, you know, nothing substantial until 2021, where a complete audio recording, including the gunshot, was published onto YouTube by an anonymous poster. This was widely believed to be authentic. Greg, it's been noted that Greg has threatened legal action against the original poster, though nothing ever really came of it, and the audio is still available online because it spread like wildfire. You know, because at-home recording wasn't standardized for consumers back in the early 1970s, it would need to have been someone pretty close to the production of Suncoast Digest who would have posted it, if it in fact is real. I obviously don't recommend that you go try to listen to the thing, or, and I'm not going to put it anywhere in here. It's just It just seems insensitive, and, you know, uh, by the way it's affecting her only living family member, you know, uh, it's probably best that it doesn't spread any further. Um, the tapes of the actual recording, though, were said to be either promptly destroyed by the family, and apparently the station owner was in possession of a tape until his death, and then his widow handed it off to a large law firm for safekeeping, and has no intention of making it at all publicly available. But that will not stop people from looking, inquiring, and attempting to find something like this, whether it's for some macabre sort of enjoyment, or for maybe a preservation or archiving purpose. So the eventuality of a story like Christine Chebek's is that it will be made into another form of media, like no matter what. Whether it's a short story, a movie, or whatever have you, because there's something so extreme about your last moments of your life on a live television broadcast, it's heartbreaking, you know? The feeling that she needed to do what she did. Christine, the film from 2016, in my opinion, appears to have been a very careful and considerate depiction of her, without being egregious and using her eventual death as a source of shock, but as the true and tragic end to an unfortunately difficult life. That all being said, I believe that her brother's anger and disdain towards the public generally reacting to his sister's death is completely valid, and you know, it's true that most people don't look at her life as a triumph, but as a public suicide only, you know, which I don't think it's fair to chalk his sister's life up to that only, you know, Christine struggled for a long time and made it very far into her career despite those terrible things that she dealt with and experienced. And, you know, while romanticizing and dramatizing these kinds of things can be gross and, and inevitable, there's something to be said about letting these things be, you know? Especially when it comes to finding her actual last moments on tape. 
lost media communities need to know when to hold them and when to fold them when it comes to this kind of thing. Like, we as people like to observe the most terrible and disturbing realities when it comes to some kind of catharsis and maybe arriving at a meaning when it comes to our own lives, you know. Vsauce even said in one of his YouTube videos that uncertainty is more unpleasant than unpleasant certainty. But, you know, there's no mystery here. We know what happened, so I think it's time to leave it alone. And, you know, it kind of makes me thankful that mental health has kind of rested into focus the way it has, you know, in 2022. And it's unfortunate that at the time, back in the 70s, her death was looked at as, you know, oh, she couldn't get married, so she took her own life. Romanticizing it in a way like that. Similar thing happened in 2021 to a... Uh, to an Iraq war vet named uh, Ronnie McNutt. He, uh, unfortunately and tragically, took his own life on a Facebook live stream. And people just chalked it up to, uh, oh, his girlfriend broke up with him, so he took his life. But he was, he, he was an Iraq war vet. He saw combat, you know? There was a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder that goes along with that, and those numbers, you know, correlating with suicide have just increased. So, just chalking these terrible things up to something so small and, you know, not looking at the entire picture is, like, super irresponsible. So, I think that we just need to be a lot more kinder, a lot, <laughs> grammar, a lot more kind to situations like this and take a look at everything, right? But, anyways, thank you for joining me on the Media Well today. I know it was kind of a longer weird episode, a bit of a stream of consciousness there a bit. Uh, the film Christine, as well as the story of Christine Chebik, is one that I've wanted to talk about for a while. Um, please rate this podcast if you can. One to five stars. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the question box below, please. Um, and, you know, please share this show with your friends, if you can. Somebody who you think might enjoy this. It means a lot that I have so much interaction and listenership with this show. So, you know, thank all of you, you know, once again for listening. And uh, until next week, have a great day. Take care of yourselves.